0: Good day, fellow humanoids. This song is called Fisherman by the Congos. It's crazy to think that one day there will be no fish for us to be fishermen for. (laughs) Or maybe there will be. I don't know. It just seems like every time you turn on the news, there's something negative going on. So I just, you know, I just think it's all going to melt and go away. And we're going to be without fish. And we're going to start eating what? Like fucking impossible fish? It's an impossible fish! Anyway, I'm here with my assistant, I'm here with my producer. I'm here with my attorney i'm here with my exotic cheetah that i keep as a pet i'm here with drake i'm here with my bugatti veyron and uh we're gonna get right into it ladies and gentlemen we're gonna start off by um reading a few words from our sponsors who keep this show alive and and um I have the copyright here that was given to me. Hold on, let me flip the page. Uh, where are we, where are we? Oh, okay, perfect. All right, him Downtown Los Angeles, corner of 9th and Grand Avenue. Do you have a heart for art? Do you have a passion for fashion? Do you have a funny bone for a student loan? Do you love the idea of paying monthly installments to a giant corporation who will suck the life force out of you for f- 10 years? Wait, hold on one second. Did they actually write that? Like that's the copy they sent. Okay. Um, uh, then sign up to forfeit them today. We take in any and all people. Please come. Please. We need you. Um, so that's a word from our first sponsor. FITM, downtown Los Angeles, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. And uh, from what I'm being told by the show's producer, this is the copy that they sent in. And it it seems it seems a little honest, honestly. You know, it just seems like uh, I don't know. It's not a do companies want to portray themselves like that. All right. Uh, Mercedes Benz. Wow. Nice. You got Mercedes Benz. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, the number one car in the world to depreciate faster than a viral meme. Wait, the, the number one car in the world to depreciate faster than a viral meme? Wait, that doesn't seem like positive. Are you fucking with me? Are these people actually sponsoring us or is this a lie? Aren't they like the ultimate driving machine or some shit? No, that was BMW. Well, who that's not what they said. All right, well, I'll read it one more time because apparently that's the that's the, I mean, that's the word from the sponsor. Mercedes-Benz, the number one car in the world to depreciate faster than a viral meme. I mean, we got paid big bucks for this sponsorship, so if I read it three times, it's worth it last but but not least oh God my favorite company of course Facebook wow um so <laughs> I'm just gonna go into it Facebook we've already chosen your next president um I mean I'm just guessing based on the last two ads that this is also something that they sent in so it's it's cool that they're honest and it's almost like a threat to like align ourselves with them, right? It's like, we already chose your next president, so you might as well like be with us. But interesting, interesting that these people are the ones that are sponsoring the show, I guess. You're not fucking with me, right? This is actually, this is what they said. All right, well, uh, into it we go. Um, obviously, obviously about the first part that I was sitting here with a bunch of people, that's a lie. A cheetah? Bugatti? What? No. So thanks for listening to all that. It's just me uh, blowing off some steam because I drank a matcha latte and I'm reacting to the caffeine. And if I speak a little faster, it's because I'm jazzed. (laughs) And maybe being jazzed is not something I want right now because it's 2 p.m. I'd rather be I'd rather be napping or something, you know? I'd rather be chill. What's going on, man? Um, I guess big news in my world recently, I mean, outside of like the climate stuff and Trump and Iran and Venezuela and all these people. Some news came out of the world that I have participated in which is the world of Instagram and the fashion industry and all that. And the news was that a photographer named Marcus Hyde had a very, very poor exchange of words with a model who had contacted him to set up a shoot. She contacts him. I the screenshots were posted online by another account called Diet Panda Prada, Diet Prada. And the screenshots were, like, they started at a certain part of the conversation. So I don't know how it started. But it picks up where he says, essentially, send me a nude photo of yourself to shoot. And she said, I don't want to send you a nude photo of myself. <laughs> Rightfully so, number one. Two, you, like, don't do that shit over Instagram, you know? You don't want Facebook to be fucking having access to your nude photos. Jesus Christ, you know? Anyway, if anyone's doing that, don't. Um, so she says, I'll shoot nude with you, but I'm not going to send you a nude photo. And he said, then don't. And then he puts an emoji, like a smiley face emoji that seems just really passive and weird. And then she says, well, are you still down to shoot? Because she's confused, you know? Like, what, what was that? And he says, it's $2,000. And she said, is it that much because I won't send you a nude? And he says, yes. <laughs> and then he says, I got to see if you're worth it. And she says, ha, 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 ha. And he says, I'm serious. And she comes back with a response that's like, forget this shit. And he said, all right, forget you then. I'm going to go back to shooting celebs. And then she posts a screenshot of this exchange on her Instagram story saying, uh, male photographers be like, and then put Marcus Hyde's name on there and like put it online. And then Marcus comes back with, suck a big fat dick. He saw the story, got mad, and said, suck a big fat dick. With, you know, every part of me thinks that that's like the most This The most interesting choice of insults (laughs) to throw at someone in that scenario. I mean, it's not really an insult at all. It's an act. Like suck a big fat dick. All right, maybe. I don't know. I don't control the dicks that I attract, you know. You date people, after a while you see their dicks, maybe it's a small one, maybe it's a big fat dick one. <laughs> and you know it, now you're, you're sucking a big fat dick, but then you love the guy, so it's a nice thing. So how is that an insult? Plus you're just like, men with big fat dicks are probably upset that their condition is probably being used in a derogatory way. I don't know. I'm not here to judge the insult, and I went, I went to a rabbit hole. So <laughs> it's just interesting as far as the choices go to throw that one out. So then diet 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 Prada posts posts posts. This exchange on their Instagram and they tag Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande uh, and someone else saying that like, hey, fucking your boy is being an idiot, you know, take care of him of some sort. But not in that way. It's literally just like. It's just. Wrapping everyone's name into a into an incident, you know, it was just like you can't even be associated with people, you know, (laughs) the only reason that blew up so much was because he was associated with Kim Kardashian and um, the other names like Kanye West and Ariana Grande. So that happened. And it, every time something like that happens, it sh- sends shockwave, uh, shockwaves of paranoia and fear within the industry and just the people who are participating on the internet. And it, and it creates mobs. And it creates distrusts and divisions, you know? It becomes a male versus female conversation rather than like a mental health conversation. Everybody's so gung-ho about labels these days. Like, my label is this. Who gives a fuck? The fact that you have enough time to sit around and think about this shit means that you're privileged enough to have fucking enough time to think about this shit. Because I bet you some kid in a village in Syria or most of the world doesn't have the luxury of that kind of time or even have to think about it because they're trying to survive. You're on the internet, you know? And this news of Marcus Hyde actually really hit home. Not only he's in the same circles that I've been, as far as models and the industry, and just coming from the same platform and building an audience through it. It hit home because a year and a half ago, there was a list that was released by an account on Instagram called Shit Model Management. And on this list, there were names of people who had acted inappropriately During work setting, quote unquote, and were reported by people. And my name was on this list too. And so was Marcus's. And so were a bunch of people on all sides of the spectrum of offense though. So you would have people who haven't committed atrocities. (laughs) And there were people that were being fucking animals, But even with the animals, I have to say, I can't hate them because I don't think what they're doing comes from a place of love at all. At all. Those people are glitchy. Those, those people are suffering from a mental health problem. I hate to use an umbrella term like that, but there's definitely damage that causes people to act in certain ways to make other people uncomfortable you know you either are self-destructive in a way that just only like affects you you're self-critical whatever you do it to yourself and you're fine but certain people act it out so there's different levels to it right and even with those guys i think like holy shit they're probably really broken inside who hasn't experienced someone being an idiot how many of us have actually not experienced abuse when we were kids? Seriously. I feel like the majority of us have experienced sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, all sorts of it, right? And even the ones that had a really cushy life, where they had millions of dollars and their family was set, even those kids are broken inside because they didn't they didn't feel real love and they had to, you know, act... For, you know, they have to be adults early. There's like a whole thing with those kids that are fucked also, but like they still have their own weirdnesses, you know? There's a lot of division, there's a lot of otherness, there's a lot of anger. I was a participant in this anger, you know? And when you talk about, you know, who became our president, (laughs) hate to throw that in there, but honestly, like when you think about how much hate and like name calling and division and paranoia there is amongst us on the internet, at least, or the people that are loud on the internet, it just makes sense that we have a president like that because there is no difference between the two. People put up a name because they were angry. People put up a list because they were angry, you know? We're waking up to injustices, and it's making us work as activists, which is great, you know? When I first realized there was poison in the food, I became a vegan and then became an angry vegan once I like learned about a bunch of shit, and then I wanted to tell everyone. But I was just being loud and obnoxious and preachy. Projecting out loud, you know the things that I had to tell. I had to tell myself and process. Then I understood the balance of it and moved on. But at first, I was an activist. Same with a bunch of other stuff. As soon as I realized stuff, I became like a preacher about it. Cause like, holy shit! Like, look what I found, you know. But our anger is misdirected. Every time I heard something about someone in the industry when I was really in, involved in Instagram and shooting and, you know, all the models and all the brands, I would hear stuff about people acting inappropriately and it would really piss me off because I'd be like, "Ah, oh God, why are they so creepy? Why is it all these labels of creepy and weird and ugh, but like there is no love in that outlook there is only judgment, right? I'm only associating a word and a feeling to that and not really Seeing beyond my initial reaction as someone who cares about the state of everyone, you know, like I, I definitely want us all to be able to have conversations and do things a little bit differently than the generations before us. So I'm down to try new things, right? And part of that is, is having conversations like this, honest conversations like this and not uh, treating it as, as bad and good. Just as something that we need to figure out. So now I see the humanness. Now I see people as just like I see animals. I see them objectively, I see them with love, which is nice. Like, it's a nice feeling. I. I could be standing in a room and I just watch people and I have such an appreciation for how everyone is connected and everyone's trying their best, you know? Like I said, I feel like we're all children of generations of trauma. How many wars and displacements have happened in the last 200 years? How many offsprings has that had? How many, like... You know, of those momentums did not stop because the father was abusive to the other kid. To, that kid became a father. He was abusive, was abused. The cycle kept going and it's still going. But one by one, we're waking up to this stuff, right? But we're becoming activists because enough is enough. But we're not coming up with a solution. We're only yelling out the problem we found, but we're not offering any solutions. And what is the solution when an animal is, has made a mistake? Do we just put it down? We don't do that to dogs. We don't do that to animals. But with people, we fucking cut them out. What we do with the Marcus Hides and any person who acts sexually inappropriate towards people, we take him to town square and we hang them. And when we yell online and leave comments, we're fucking yelling in that town square like those angry lynching mobs. We're no better than them. But is that what we were supposed to be doing with these people? Like, how come we don't do that with people who steal our money? How come we don't do that with the people who are manipulating us? How come we don't do that with the people who are harming our environment? How come we don't do that with others, with those people? Why is it that we care so much about the sexual part? There is a special amount of importance we've placed on sexuality and its taboo-ness that is different than everything else very personal our food is not as personal even though it's part of the living process part of the living process right it's part of life so as sexuality procreation willpower energy creativity all that that center right that's just another center that's working right Why is that part so taboo for us to talk about it? There is no education on it, you know? There is no conversation on it. And the fact that Me Too exists, I love that. And this is just my opinion. That's why I'm saying I love that. But, like, that's all I can say about it, right? But it's not really Me Too. It's all of us, really. I think. I didn't really grow up in America. Part of my growing up was in Iran. So from... Four to 16, I was in Iran, which is a third world country. And a lot of countries abide by this kind of system. And in the schools, you experience physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, and fucking sexual abuse. For sure. So many of us kids who went through those programs got fingered or punched or, you know, something. Humiliated. Belittled. An all-boys school, boys uh, boys and girls, separate schools, and they run it like a military base. And then they put religion on you and all that stuff. It is true that there is a certain amount of suffering that builds character. I mean, any kind of suffering builds character, but we are so quick to get angry at the things that happen to us instead of seeing the depth that it can else actually create, I know now that as someone who has, you know, lived in Iran, went through all the abuses, and you know, lost the parents, lived in America, was a photographer, did a bunch of stuff with um, an industry of some sort, you know, I have a certain amount of knowledge within those elements to be able to talk about, right? And a lot of people go through that because I think it is the majority of people who went through abuse. And it is a majority of people who don't know what to do about fame and success and attention. Like I had no training in what to do with (laughs) attention. success I just made it and all of a sudden it's like all these people were coming were coming towards me you know but back to the list this list has all our names on it right the first night there's a form at the bottom of the page and you could fill out your name quote unquote and then you could write a message and report names. By the next day, my name received an asterisk next to it because it meant that it was reported more than once or twice. They changed the rules a couple of times. I don't know what it is now, but I was reported a bunch of times, apparently. And it's interesting because I know exactly what the rumors about me are and where they started and who are the people who have started it. At least two of them. I know who has started it, and I know who has been involved in spreading it. I know that for sure by name. But I also know that there is not a single person on this planet who I inflicted harm on enough to not be able to talk to me about it. I've never been forceful. I've never been threatening. I've never been disrespectful. I've never blackmailed. I've never sent a fucking dick pic or anything. I've never done anything sleazy. I grew up with a mom mostly. My my dad was working most of the time and traveled. So it was me and my mom and her friends and her aunts and family. So I was around a lot of women growing up. And then my friends in America, through design school and everything, I had a good balance of male and female, but I never felt desperate with women ever. So I never got grimy and I, early in the photography game, let's call it, I knew the reputation of the people that were being dicks about it, about their name and their position, you know, I knew the, I knew the grossness of it and so I knew what I was never going to be and I know that the extent of what I've done It's too innocent to go on a list like that. Especially when you compare it to what people have done on that list, you know? Some, ne- no, some bad shit. Some damaged people on that thing. The extent of what I've done has been misreading the room. And I feel like that's something that I share with everyone. Everyone. Whether it's like your best friend or someone you just met and you think you have a vibe going and you're misreading it. You're like in your own head. And then let's not forget, like, let's put into context what kind of food we're eating too at the time. Like, I was eating like shit, so my thoughts weren't great, you know? When you don't eat well and you're drinking like Red Bull and eating like crap, like, you're not having fucking normal thoughts, loving thoughts, right? But anyway, you know, you misread the room. And I've misread the room before. I've made and move because I was interested in someone and gotten rejected. And that's fine. I have never been forceful. I've never been threatening. I've never been disrespectful about it. I've never been weird about it. I just took my cue, readjusted my reality, and was like, all right, that's it. And I know every single person who I've had that interaction with, because it hasn't been that many, it's not something I would ever try. It's like for me to try to make a move, it would have to be so sure like that, that like there's no way I'm going to get rejected. I make, I like, I don't like rejection <laughs> who does. Right. But like, I'm not the type to like go up to a bunch of girls and like the fifth girl gives me her number and it's a numbers game. I've never been that type. And for me to make a move or talk to someone stranger or anything that the, the, the I would have to know by a certain percentage in my head that, like, it's going to go well, right? So the context of the situation for these things for me to have happened also is important. And that is between me and the person that had that interaction, not the public. But I am grateful that I have the opportunity now to talk about it because I'm not afraid of it anymore. And at first I was because I thought, wow, I'm on this list. I must be a monster. But I know my truth and the people who have chosen to spread rumors about me, I don't know their intention. With one of them, I know that I met her in 2012, I think. And already she was sending me nude photos of herself before I even met her in person for months. And she was bad-mouthing photographers via text. She was sending me photos of them. And like, she sent me a photo of a guy and a girl having sex in a bed and she was on the bed also. And like, it didn't seem like she had clothes also, but then she was saying like, Oh God, I can't believe they're having sex next to me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? But like, I was just young and turned on by this shit. Right. Like this girl is into me, you know, it's like you're a young guy who's getting attention finally. And you're not mature enough to be responsible in the ways that you're conscious of your thoughts. So you fall for stuff. I'm going to call it fall for stuff because you're falling for your own excitements, right? It's no one else. You can't blame anyone else. And so like the red flag was really quick. The moment she started badmouthing people, I should have known that she can't be trusted because like those people have no position to defend themselves. And like, who am I to just like already write them off? And sadly, that's been a big part of the industry. People spreading rumors with no fucking regard at all. Anyway, so, She came down, we met, we shot, and then we had sex. And we went our separate ways. And then a little while after that, I had sex with someone else who I had been loosely seeing, just very casually. It was mostly intimate with a lot of food and laughing, but we had never talked about labels or anything. It was just like a fun thing. And then this girl who came down, she got mad that she's not the only one. And I'm sorry, that doesn't permit badmouthing someone. That's just like, I don't know. What expectations do you have, you know? And it's like, why does that deserve punishment? I don't get it. But anyways, that girl started badmouthing me also in her circus of spinning lies. And I heard from like three people who directly know her some versions of the same thing. And over the years when this you know, starts to get telephoned. It's going to magnify and go in different directions. So, of course, that happened. And I'm sure that there are certain people who have a version of who I am in their head that's not true at all because they don't know me in person, you know. And what's interesting also is that most of the people, I would say 99.5% of the people who I've shot with me will shoot with me again for sure. If I've made anyone uncomfortable, it has been because I've either made (laughs) an inappropriate move. And when I say inappropriate, it sounds dramatic, but literally like showing interest is that, you know? They might have misread a text of mine. Maybe they didn't get they didn't get their photo from me after shooting with me, and they felt like it's because they didn't have sex with me or something, because that became a norm in the industry. If somebody didn't get their photo, like girls would make that joke to me about another photographer. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, he didn't send me my photos because probably, and I probably didn't have sex with him. When did you guys shoot? Six months ago. Oh, did he have try to have sex with you? No. All right. Did you ask him about it? No all right, I don't get it, you know? There's a lot of inexperience in the industry and there's a lot of... unnecessary negativity. Because instead of anything, we should be uniting, you know? Because, like, someone like Marcus, he's much more helpful... If he has healed from his traumas and the whole thing he's been doing, if he's on the other side, like, do we want someone who's dealt with drug addiction to be talking about it? Or do we want someone who went to school for it to talk about it? Do we want someone who was being predatory online? Let's call it that. Predatory. Insulting. In this situation, it was just insulting. It's so obvious that it's not predatory, dude. Predatory means that you're, like, wearing camouflage and you're luring. That shit was blatant, you know? Like, at some point, you should have stopped texting him, too, because it's like, he's a fucking idiot. It's obvious. You should keep going. But for for him to be at some point predatory, let's say, and then afterwards to not be that, that's so much more helpful because he can see both sides of the pages to be able to talk about it and help other men overcome it. So many men grew up with the wrong version of what they should be. So many of us guys are broken, dude. And the women don't see us as their brothers and we don't see them as our sisters. There's so much division, but it's like we're one giant family, you know? Like we should be roasting each other over this stuff, but like having compassion. Compassionate roasts, man. That's the solution. Here I am thinking about solutions. You're welcome. But I honestly do feel like, you know, Marcus has a mom. Who's probably stern with him, but also loving and probably funny. I don't know. I'm just assuming building a character, right? But if she were to talk to him about stuff, maybe it'll click, you know, maybe if a group of the women he has upset, get together and talk to him about it one by one or something, whatever it is, after he's gone through a journey where he's healed, that's so much more helpful than like throwing him out or what hoping that he kills himself. Like what's the goal? We preach about mental health and stuff when when celebrities kill themselves and then when someone makes a mistake, we're like, oh, you should have died in your car accident. That's us. That's us in the town square, man. Raggedy and fucking angry. And then what? You go back to your corner and eat your bread. Fuck. It's 2019. We're a young generation. We know more stuff than the people before us. So we know at this point that shamans and guided meditations and uh, psychedelic dosage and I wonder if it's cutting out and out but for people like Marcus people who are making people uncomfortable or doing stuff we should find a way to heal them or help them but I don't understand why we need to hold them in the fucking town square and beat them what is the solution we're just recognizing the problem and screaming around about it (laughs) It's like a hole in the ground and everybody's running around saying like hole in the ground with like fire and like everything going on. People are just running around saying fire on the ground or hole in the ground, but nobody doing anything about it. We need our best people to be at their best. We have some really talented people and top minds who have in their lives made mistakes. I'm not saying... I'm not making light of rape. I'm not making light of anything, please. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying people have made varying degrees of mistakes in their life that they're ashamed of. And they live in that shame and they can't talk about that shame. And this kind of environment doesn't open up that space. If anything, we should open up space for all of us to talk about our traumas, talk about what we deal with and struggle with, and take ourselves less seriously. It's in our vanity that we can't fucking talk about ourselves openly. We've become vain, and Instagram doesn't help. It brings out our most vain side. We don't care about our looks. Everything's photoshopped. Your life is curated. But we don't bond over our, like, glam. We bond over the fact that we've all struggled and we feel the same suffering and that we all need help and that we all need to unite over the fact that we need to change some stuff around here. If we're going to be a generation that comes in charge, becomes in charge and takes control over something in a few years, then we need to try new things, right? At least that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Having a list like that is irresponsible because I know there are certain guys on there that are the same as me. They haven't committed serious offended offenses to be on a list with people who are actually being forceful and threatening, you know? But how? no matter how horrible those people are and what they've done, how horrible it is, you fucking best believe they're not happy. Of course they're not happy. No one happy does that shit, right? So it's safe to say that they're mentally unhealthy. That something needs to happen. They need love and care too. Or do you want to put them down? You can't say you're an activist if you put animals down like that. You can't say you're a vegan if you put animals down like that. You know what I mean? If it makes you sad that a pit bull, you know, bites a fucking guy's arm off and they put him down, then you have to think about the human life differently, I think, right? It's not, it's not black and white, you know, it's not male and female. We're starting to think that way because everything on the internet is becoming categorized. And in our head, we're trying to categorize everything. I think, at least I think so. But everything has to fit something and everything means something. And everything's connected and everything is to be mistrusted. And we don't trust anything. From our social media platforms, their bosses, the news, our presidents, each other, nothing. We don't trust anything. We don't trust ourselves. Because everything we do, we judge. We judge. Because we have this ideal of ourselves and we try to live up to it. I mean, we make mistakes and then it's like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. You're like, I'll never be good enough. And nothing else is good enough either. You can't be unhappy with yourself and stoked about life on the outside. That doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? And I've never been the type of person to force myself on anyone. I don't know how that feels. But I doubt, I doubt, I doubt. I hope that this is true at least. I'm sure some people like, because of their brain chemical, they can't feel guilt or anything, but the people, the majority of the people who have caused harm onto others, I'd like to think that they feel some sort of remorse at some point, deep down, even if it's not consciously. I feel like their body holds on to it. You can't deny energetics. If, it, if your brain is too stupid to understand what the fuck it's feeling, it doesn't mean that it's not happening, you know? And I can say that about myself. For the longest time, with all the things that I went through, my body was holding on to trauma and stress, and I was puffy and I was eating bad. And I wasn't aware of anything until I was aware of it and it all went away, you know? It's the tricky part. It's like you don't you you could be living a reality that you're completely blind to, but it's like you're in it. And all it takes is a thought or an experience or a feeling to to make you see something different, you know. And I guess that's why I think you know, you do some psychotherapy, you do dose psychedelic um, journeys, and you you get the person's brain back online, and you you help them. And like someone like Marcus, he like he fucking hit the ground hard. He had a bad car accident. He was in a coma for a few months, and then he comes back, hits the ground running, thinking that his career is going to be over if he doesn't fucking go all fast again. But he's still wobbly, you know. He hasn't fucking centered out. And that exchange between him and that girl, if, like, if there's a sign that there's no love or passion for the fucking craft he's doing, there it is, you know? There was no love in that. Neither of them were like that excited to shoot. It's like the reasons that was going to happen was probably vain. I'm not judging anybody. I've participated in it, you know? It's content, it's content, but probably vanity, you know? There's so many good photographers that you didn't have to go to Marcus Hyde or anyone else, you know? could To be anyone. And I get that he's offensive and I get he was rude. But to say male photographers... mm, What's the point of that? Why are we creating sides? I guess I can't talk. I'm 33. And you know what? I... I had to deal with my mistakes more than anyone else, I would say. If somebody is out there giving what I've done with them to them, (laughs) with them, whatever, if they're still giving that energy, well, shit, you need to come to me and we need to talk, because why? Because most of the things that I've given my energy to is stuff that I've done that I judge myself on, you know? I don't have a carrying grudge against anyone outside of me. Even the people who went after my reputation all those years ago and along the way. I don't give any of that energy. But for myself, oh, for sure. Self-critical as fuck, right? We're starting to give a lot of power to the outside world. It's like what, what people say and what people are promising and all that stuff. And we're putting our, we're hanging our hooks on these things. And it's like, no, man, you're responsible for your life, your own life. You don't get to be upset on people's behalfs. You shouldn't. And you don't take everything personally because you're not the center of the world. No one is. You're just a participant. You're borrowing a body. You're borrowing a life. And you're here sharing it with the rest of us on this lifetime. Make it hospitable. Make it warm. Don't make it cold. Don't make it jagged. Don't make it like Nazi Germany. The internet is becoming a cold, cold place. And we could be using it to unite and go after these corporations. It's like if 2 million people can sign up to go to Area 51, can we get 800,000 people to sign up to not buy anything from Amazon for like three weeks so they treat their di- employees differently? Can we not buy gas for a while so the oil companies do the right thing? I don't know. Can we mobilize and do things on a mass scale and do it like video gamers have a mission and fucking do it? Video gamers have quests and stuff all the time. They do it online. Why can't we do it in the real life? Right? Right? Why don't we take Google out? What if we have uh, Instagram change something back? Whatever the fuck we want, we can do by not using the thing. We're so distracted. And we're angry and we're misdirecting our anger. We're mad at our comedians. We're mad at people saying stuff. We're mad at people doing stuff. We're just like constantly mad. Why? Take it easy. Everybody needs help, man. Everybody needs help. This is... It's not okay to deny it anymore that we all of our traumas matter you know and they're all playing together so let's get rid of our glitches let's try to make the people who have a lot of influence and a lot of ability to help to also um what was I saying fuck I just forgot something about like sharing you know because I feel like with someone like Marcus because of his influence because of the lives he has. Um, lived, as a photographer, as someone who lived in the East Coast, West Coast, traveled around, photographer, fame, all this shit. I feel like the amount of depth he would have by understanding it all, empathetically, would be unmatched by anyone else. Literally, unmatched by anyone else. No one else has had that experience. We all have unique experiences, and it's really up to us to take care of ourselves to have acceptance, to have self-love, to get rid of that judgment part, to see that you make mistakes and it's okay and everybody's flawed and so are you. And that the truth matters. And by doing that, we can help each other, hopefully. And I want to be helpful. In this situation, in this era, I care about my girlfriends i care about my family i care about everyone really i do and so i want the best for everyone but i also feel like i live in an environment where any part of this recording alone could be taken out of context and then spun out of control and mobbed around you know because it's like you have the algorithm and the bots too on these social media things so if something's making noise a bunch of bots will go make that noise and push that thing to the top of the trending things and then public media or like yeah major media outlets pick it up so it's like i don't know whose game we're playing anymore but you know i have my fears of doing this i would like to be helpful but every guy and every woman has made mistakes and that's why a lot of us aren't talking because like well i'm ashamed of my my problems it's like a lot of people are like i would never run for office or anything in public because like the mistakes i've made are fucking horrendous. Dude, when, when cell phones first came out, everybody was sending each other nudes and dick pics and stuff. It was new and exciting. Right. Snapchat thrived because of that. The whole reason Snapchat blew up was because people were sending nudes for each other. So it's like context is important, you know. and the context of time on the social media world and like the modeling industry is important too. Yeah, at some point 13-year-olds were fucking being models like Kate Moss, right? They changed that. But they haven't changed the fact that it's based on man, vanity, commerce and fame. How many fucking nudes photographers are getting still probably, the ones that are shooting a lot. How many How many people are flirting and are sexual and all this shit like the real world doesn't care about the mob online people are doing what they're doing what we want to do is create an environment where there's respect and openness and for us to be ourselves because so many people aren't being themselves anymore because so many people are afraid of showing their true colors and being judged and put online probably you know But there's so many people that can be helpful if we just allow the space. So let's allow the space. Let's allow a conversation. There shouldn't be division. We should work together, I think. Some people have been hurt more than others, man. And there's and now they're inflicting that shit harder than anyone else. And there are a bunch of them on that list. But also so am I. Right? and the way i see it it's like i want to i want to help i don't really give a shit if if my name blows up when something happens where i reach a status and then all of a sudden people are like he's been inappropriate you know what are you actually doing what is the intention you know cuz come after me now when i'm nobody you waiting you know Plus, I know the people who I've offended, I haven't done anything that hasn't been non-consensual. Everything has been consensual. If they regretted it after, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry I was a bad time. Or bad interaction, a bad experience, whatever, you know. Whatever has been that's been negative, I'm sorry. But dude, it's like people do change, people do grow up, people do see what they've done, people do switch. And so to keep that to keep something from the past in people's face and not allow them to adapt the changes and be embody the changes they've gone through is unfair. People will like go back to comedians saying shit from 2009. It's like, dude, you're missing the context. You're just bored. Go fucking live in a third world country and let's see if you'd fucking say anything like that. You know? Privileged problems, some of the fucking stuff we're complaining about. It's important that we acknowledge that we don't grow up The way we used to grow up back in the day. A 30-year-old man is different than a 30-year-old man back in the 30s. A 30-year-old man was already a grandfather probably or close to it, you know? Some of the young people I've met in overseas like Indonesia, Iran, any country outside of America pretty much. Like a fucking 13-year-old is already a working woman. They embody such a presence and a power and a confidence that, like, we fucking 25-year-olds don't have it here, at least in L.A. We're fucking fragile, man. Sensitive. At least online. At least our media companies are making us to look like that, but I don't know if we are. I hope we're not. But we should be more vocal about the fact that we're not. I feel like we should be more vocal about the fact that there is space to talk about stuff. I will like other guys on this list to keep talking or not keep talking to start talking if some of them want to apologize they should be able to but there's such an environment of fear and intimidation that that doesn't exist and you know I hope that we can see each other as family to be able to take care of our own and like try to grow because we're in this lifetime together I see it that way. We're all in the same building and that's this lifetime. So we got to roam the same streets. So let's create harmony instead of in harmony. I feel like if we take certain steps with healing... Or traumas and being able to talk about them without having so much shame. Like I had shame talking about the fact that I had molestation happen to me. But why? It's like I, I got past it eventually, but I had it for a while. And it was I, I feel like it was once I dropped my vanity and my narcissism, honestly, that I and I that I could talk about it because I stopped taking myself so seriously. I don't know if that makes sense, but to you, but it makes sense to me that as soon as I was able to laugh at myself and my flaws and my mistakes and my thoughts and my funny, my like little tics and stuff. It was like, oh, dude, calm down, you know, there was was a freedom in it. So now I can talk about all of it openly because I don't have that emotional weight associated with that thought, you know. And I think that's what it is. Sometimes we need to go into the thoughts that make us uncomfortable just to feel the weight of it, just so we can breathe it out of us and be gone, you know? But I would like to see us do better. I would like to help, you know? I'm doing this to be able to help. I, if anyone has has been offended by me in the past, in photography or in through life, if you're just upset at me, I would love to talk to you because what happened that you're still upset, you know? and if there's anyone who who has honestly had an experience with me that f- they find traumatic I would like to know about that because like I that was something that came out of me so I need to know right because according to what I know about myself I could never go into places that are gross and dark and crazy I've never been that. So I know that nothing I've done has been that insane or out of like the the play of life. And the play of life has been like, you know, you take some risks sometimes. Some of them fail. Some of them don't in life in general. Sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you don't. You fall and you get up. Life is full of trials, right? Sometimes we try, we we share these together. Sometimes we do them separately. And that's just a part of life. If you're not like fucking running around damaging people, and if you're not, if you're still not like a serial offender and all this shit, like, I don't know. I feel like we can do something better with the internet. I think we can mobilize, demand corporations change their ways, unite over things, and really change the course of the world because this amount of anger only means revolution. That's the truth of it. This amount of anger means revolution. They're just directing it back and forth. We take it from race to sex, sex to race, abortion, and then that, and then that. It's a ping pong ball of swaying us back and forth through fucking the motions of the politics. We need to fucking change it ourselves, and we can. We just don't because we're distracted. They're having a a bunch of cats, and they're fucking laser pointing at us. And we're like, oh, that's we're just going to follow that. If we stop participating, if we unite, two million people were going to go raid Area 51. If all those people united over like not using gas for two weeks or a week or a day, shit would change. If a bunch of people stopped flying, shit would change. If a p- bunch of people stopped buying cars that had gas in it, shit would change. If a bunch of people stopped buying a product, shit would change. We need to drop this phoniness that we have with each other. These professional, professional voices and like this lack of sincerity that we have with each other. It's like, that's got to go. We need to be a family. We need to be a tribe. We have shit to do, right? So let's stop fucking taking each other to the town square and hanging each other. And do some stuff that is actually from love, man. We should practice love that we preach, you know? If we're all smoking weed and are happy and shit, why are we so full of fucking hate? Let's fucking stop taking pharmaceutical drugs for three months and see what happens. We can change so much. We can change so much. Man, I talked a lot. I don't know. It just hit home, you know? I hope for his sake he doesn't do anything stupid to himself, but I hope that we can Try to fix each other, you know? I do really think that having people who are actually experiencing stuff, talking about it is better than people who speculate. And if someone like Marcus could wake up, right? And talk about the experience of what it means and how you get there and what you could do and all that stuff, right? If he could be the person who dedicates their time and life to that, dude, that that's a whole branch of people that get healed. I read a little while ago, I don't know where, I think it was in a book, that they had sent 800 people to a war zone area so that they would meditate and they were going to see what happens with the area. It was like very poorly, um, it was a poor area and a lot of crime and it was actually a war happening too. So 800 people went there or something, meditated And immediately crime dropped, war stopped, all this shit started happening that kind of like was noticeably positive. They tested it a bunch of times and it worked. And the guy made the argument that like, if you get 8,000 people right now out of the entire population of earth, 8,000 people, if they all put their thought towards something good, positive stuff, like, and especially if you take them close to the areas that are problematic, they can change stuff for the better just by meditating and having positive thoughts and, and vibrating positively that what that adds to the field, the quantum field is just an amazing and positive. So we think that every time someone with influence, if there's a possibility to you know allow them to talk about their mistakes or talking about their hardships or traumas or whatever it is, if we allow that space that's so many people that are going to benefit from that. We owe it to ourselves now more than ever. With all these technologies like podcasting and video and stuff, let's open that space. Why are we so ashamed of talking about our flaws or the things that we judge ourselves on the most? I don't know. Sounds, sounds really optimistic and fucking idealistic, I know. <laughs> but that's me thinking these things from the corner of my world, you know? What's up with yours? I'd love to know. But yeah, it's uh, that was what's going. That was what happened with Marcus, and it brought up all those feelings of being on that list. Because at first, I was really afraid, and I was really sad, and I was really down. Because I like I thought I'm a monster, you know. But actually, giving it thought and like looking back, nothing I've done has been that drastic to be on that list. I know that, so I can live with that truth. And what people want to do with my name when I'm not there. That's their choosing. I think it's a very poor choosing as far as what people could be doing talking about at least talk a, if you're gonna talk about me, hey do this instead of that talk about the planet on my behalf, you know it's like a donate thing for my birthday. Like if you're gonna talk about me talk about the planet, please and how we can fix it and like what you could do to contribute just use like less plastic or something just anything just small things or stop buying from Amazon or you know, change something do little things. little things turn into big things. And then if if there's any part of this recording that pissed you off, you know, I would check in with seeing why that is. It's not me. It's you. There's a, there's a trigger inside of you that I brought out. It could have been anyone, you know. So it's not me that's doing it. it. It's something that you carried that I unearthed. So just look at that. Don't blame me. It's like a messenger. Marcus is a messenger of a bigger problem. That there's a mental health issues. That there's a mental health issue. That men aren't trained to be people or humans, that we have to hide our emotions, that we're harsh on ourselves, that we can't connect with each other, we can't connect with the women. There's so many things that men are going through, right? And you read all about like how many of them are killing themselves and how many are weird groups, how many are addicted to porn. Dude, guys are fucking suffering. I'm not saying that anything that we're doing that's like been harmful is excusable, but at the same time, let's look at the broader picture, you know? It's not an easy time. Crazy time. But I think there's a... I'm optimistic, you know? I like to think that we can work together. All of us. I mean, it's the only choice we do have. And I hope that we see a value in doing things differently than the generations before us. That we don't act like our president. We don't embody the things that he represents, which is division and hate and paranoia. I hope we can embody something that's more loving. And I'm not trying to sound like Marianne Williamson, but honestly, like it is, it is cool to love. It is cool to be vulnerable. It is cool to be able to connect with people on like a innocent level that's childlike and funny and just fun that we don't have to try all the time that we haven't, we don't have to impress each other that we don't have to, we don't owe each other anything to at all, you know? We should be ourselves more. We're so afraid of being ourselves. And we're so afraid of change because people around us like hold it over our head. They have changed. It's like, dude, it's okay. And people do change. And I think we can change the environment. And by environment I mean just the current state of time and humanity with what's going on globally, what's going on in Hong Kong with people rising up and our politics in America and the state of the earth and how many politicians are lying. And there's media that's sucking blood out of all of us and social media that's sucking blood out of all of us and we're all distracted and addicted to our phones. Like it's time to be responsible and wake the fuck up, you know? It's time to stop making excuses for ourselves and see like oh, well, I'm just depressed. It's like, no, you're not depressed. You're just feeling stagnant, you know? Just get moving. Just do anything. Your purpose is self-care. Your, your purpose is to keep that little corner of the lo- world that you stay in clean and great and feeling good. Invest in yourself, you know? Other people can't harm you. There is nothing in you that you have that someone can take away. You don't own anything anyway. I don't either. My name was given to me. Everything has been given to me. My role in society, my my expectations in life, everything. Outside of that, I'm just nothing, right? Nothing. You're not either. So there is nothing to take away. There is nothing to take away from anyone. Everything is borrowed. We're all just unearthing levels in ourselves. Every bit of trauma, every bit of hardship, every bit of discomfort opens up a part of us that we haven't ever opened up before. And a lot of it is sad and a lot of it is heartbreaking. And we didn't ask for it. But it becomes a part of your fabric. It becomes a part of your purpose. It gives you a place of reference where you can tap into and say, I've been there, and I can talk about it. All I want to do is love, man. I've made mistakes. I have apologized to the people who have allowed me to apologize. I've made amends with friends in the past who I've had falling outs with and all that stuff. And I'm still working on it, you know? I'm not perfect. I still have little reactions to things people do. That makes me like not like them. But I'm trying. But to be taken out of context is not fair. And for people to think that it can just badmouth other people is so responsible. and such a sign and a red flag of such bad baggage and if people are getting along with each other over gossip and bad mathing other people man you're fucking wasting all of our times all of us including the earth including everything within the universe even the motherfucking aliens that bernie sanders is going to tell us about <laughs> that is all man i think i got it all out i um We'll see what happens. Happy to be here. (laughs) Use the title at the end. All right, cool. I'm going to go get ready because I'm going to go see a comedy show maybe tonight and eat some Italian food. Okay, bye-bye.